Hola, hola. Bienvenidos a todos. ¿Cómo estamos? Ojalá que todo bien. Hopefully all is well. And I know I'm doing well. I'm doing spectacular because I'm back to co-host our second episode of Radio Pulso, also known as the Boyle Heights Beat Podcast. And to our loyal listeners who tuned in, thank you so much. Hopefully y'all enjoyed our first episode so much that you're back here with us. And just a refresher, my name is Kate Valdez, and like I said, I'm super, super glad to be here today. Joining me today is my co-host, Kevin Martinez, and our soundboard engineer, April Aguilera, who is actually a current Boyle Heights Beat student. She is a junior at Lincoln High School, so we're just super excited to have her here with us today. How are you doing today, Kevin? I'm doing really great. Like this week flew by real quick. Uh, but yeah, just very happy to be here and doing our second podcast. Great. So with that being said, I just want to let our audience members know that we are a radio program and podcast brought to you by the dependable and the reliable community news outlet, Boyle Heights Beat. This is basically a program that trains local high school students within the Boyle Heights and East LA area to publish a community newspaper. And it also produces this very own podcast. So, uh, why don't we let the audience know what we have going on today, Kevin? Yeah, definitely. So as you all may recall, uh, our goal for our, our Radio Pulso podcast is to focus on important themes that highlight Boyle Heights, its essence, and the people who make it beautiful. So for this month's theme, we are focusing on local small businesses and restaurant owners. Uh, today, we'll, we'll be interviewing Ralph uh, Wald, who's a co-owner of Aymara Peruvian Kitchen, and Julian Anguiano, who's the owner of Mystic's Cafe. And speaking of, what are some of your favorite eateries or cafes in the area, Kate? For sure. Um, I think one of the OGest uh, restaurants for me has always been Arctic Hotspot. I've been going to Arctic since I was a freshman at Roosevelt, considering that it's right across the street. Right. Um, every morning, I used to be late to first grade because of Arctic Hotspot. <laughs> I love their Café de Olla. Um, shout out to Christina and Jonathan. We really appreciate y'all at Arctic Hotspot. So much so that we actually have them catering for us at Boyle Heights B, and all our students end up leaving the program, loving Arctic and just going to Arctic as often as they can. What about yourself, Kevin? I was going to say Arctic Hotspot. <laughs> uh, I've been going to them since I was also a high school student. Uh, Cristina, um, uh, her husband, and también uh, su sister, uh, Mayra. Uh, I met their sister, and yeah, they're, they're just a lovely family who really care about their customers. So, yeah, you took mine away. Thanks. Um, I would have to say Milpa Grill. Milpa Grill is a spot I've been hitting up lately. Uh, their burritos are really bomb. Uh, they do have, like, a, a breakfast, lunch, and cafe as well in there. It's, like, a shared kitchen. It's really dope. And if y'all are interested, uh, check out their, uh, breakfast their breakfast Brussels sprout burrito. It is amazing. I've never actually had it, so I'm going to take your recommendation to heart, and I'm going to hit them up soon. Yes, let me know what you think. For sure. Uh, but aside from that, Kevin, it's my understanding that you actually have a co-op of your own, your own very own cafe. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for that quick plug. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we, uh, me and, and three uh, or two other friends, uh, Ellie, Jasmine, we have a worker-owned cafe business. Um, we're called Pueblo Cafe. And y'all can find us on Instagram, Provo Cafe LA. And uh, we are inspired by the Zapatistas. And, you know, really, we just want to uh, share our, you know, love for coffee in a way that is sustainable, that honors uh, the local mom and pop stores in South Central. We are based in South Central, right? But we do uh, also have, like, pop-ups and, and, 
events in other parts of LA, like in Monte. Uh, we do wanna, we are planning something in the, uh, you know, in the community too. So yeah, um, y'all can give us a follow. That's super dope. And to our listeners, please stay tuned. I actually had the privilege to interview Kevin and Ellie and Jasmine about their Co-op Pablo Cafe. And I just learned so much. And I was just truly inspired listening to the three of them speak about their passion for coffee. And it really inspired my entrepreneur aspirations of opening my own boba shop with my girlfriend. So we're boba all just shop. trying. I know, what? right? How exciting. Okay. Imagine a boba shop in Boa Heights, y'all. We need it. <laughs> um, well, be, uh, thank you for sharing, Kate. So to begin with today, um, we have Aymara Peruvian Kitchen, uh, Ralph. And uh, just to give some context, uh, this kitchen is a genuine Peruvian concept located in East L.A., uh, serving flavorful Peruvian cuisine using only fresh ingredients. Um, Ralph Walde Vargas Jr., is that correct? No. Uh, <laughs> arrived in Los Angeles from Peru in 2008, uh, and Caroline, his wife, arrived in Los Angeles from France in 2011. Um, so they will be interviewing Ralph, and, uh, but one thing for sure is that they're both passionate about food, travel, and hospitality. They actually met for the first time in a restaurant in 2011, from what we've heard. And uh, they have uh, combined both 10 years of hospitality management and restaurant experience. Uh, Ralph is a proud graduate of LA City College. So Ralph, thank you so much for uh, being here today with us. Uh, I've driven so many times through your location and I gotta be honest, every time I drive by, I, I wanna go, but oh, like I haven't had the chance to go. Um, but I'm just really excited that you're here today. And for context, our, our theme for this month's episode is uh, focusing on highlighting small businesses and restaurants in the community. Uh, so how are you doing today, Ralph? Good, thank you very much. Thank you for the, uh, having having me here. I'm really excited we just opened um, our uh, mortar actual location in East LA, in Cesar Chavez and Gage. Uh, we're really happy to serve, you know, um, you know, this, this community. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, so tell us before you, you know, we dive into your restaurant, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, like about your background? So I was born and raised in Peru, in Lima. Um, in 2008, I decided to come to the United States to study. Uh, so with, I decided to move, you know, and I went to college here, LACC. So I was always interested in hospitality, you know, restaurants, hotels. And then uh, we were working hard with my wife to open a restaurant, Bef even before the pandemic. Mm. We were trying to find a location, you know, the perfect spot. And then we decided to open a ghost kitchen mm. during the pandemic. And then we opened a ghost kitchen actually in Lincoln Heights. We were there okay. for a year. But it was only my wife and me, so mama, or has you know, wife and husband. <laughs> Definitely, wow. So you had this, you know, this restaurant cooking up right, like in the middle of the pandemic, and you just opened. Like how long ago did you just open? So we opened as a ghost kitchen in, during the pandemic in October 2020. Okay. Uh, we both lost our jobs, mm -hmm. so we didn't have anything else to lose. <laughs> so we wanted to open a restaurant, but in remembering, you know. October 2020, it was no outdoors, no indoors, everything was to go. So it was like, why not? It's a perfect time to, to do it. And, you know, we decided to do it. And we asked my wife and me start, you know, cooking from scratch. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was doing a quick Google search. And I know there's not that many Peruvian restaurants in just this area, 
right? Like, in, in, in sp- especially in, in Boy Heights, East LA, which is, tends to be a predominantly Mexican uh, uh, community, right? So, um, what was you, like, what influence in your decision to like choose East LA? Actually, before we moved from Lincoln Heights to East LA, we do uh, I did a study. Uh, about 70 to 80% of people who used to order through our website used to come from Easter Lake or Boy Heights. Oh, wow. So our customers were already here. Yes, because everything was, you know, um, DoorDash, Uber Eats, GrabHub, our, you know, we used to deliver as well. Right. So um, collecting all the data, data, so it's like, why not here? Everybody who ordered from us are already living here. Mm, wow. That, yeah, I mean, that makes complete sense that why you open here in East LA. And uh, how has it been going since, you know, you uh, opened your business? Like, how, how's that journey been? At the beginning, to be honest, it was a little tough because I'm not a chef. My wife is not a chef. Actually, my wife cooks really delicious, <laughs> you know, but we never been in the school like a chef. But we decide, you know, so we talk with my grandma. My grandma taught us through uh, Skype. Mm. So he taught us from Peru how to cook wow from skype yeah from skype through skype yeah so we did like maybe 20 30 classes and then we practicing 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 until the point is like oh now it's good it tastes <laughs> good so let's do it you know so the beginning is always tough because we didn't have a, a restaurant we used to be in a really nice big uh, building but it was only our qr outside of the building so people who pass through scan it order Mm. And you know we have uh, social media, so Instagram, and everything. But we also have our neighbor used to be Cena um, uh, Vegan. Oh yeah, yeah. That I've had their food. So we were really in the same building, just next to the next door. So people who is like, oh, I want big. Oh, there is you know another option. So people start coming to us, coming to us, uh, and we start growing slow. Wow, that's that's interesting. I'm I'm just fascinated at the fact that you learned these recipes through you know uh, and through basically video calling right that's pretty impressive mm-hmm. and uh so i'm curious now to learn more about your menu so you talked about your grandma you know like being your inspiracion right mm. like what else like inspires you like to to choose the menu that you do have or can you talk to us a little bit more about your menu sure so actually it's inspiration of my grandma and my wife grandma that my wife grandma is from normally from north of france so she used to teach my wife how to cook. So it's a mix between my grandma and her grandma. This is our inspiration, but with a French techniques. Mm. So if you go to our restaurant, it's going to be a little different because you feel it's a little cozy, small, but it's like my grandma cooked for you. Mm. So you're feeling family. The recipes are everything from scratch. Even the French fries are cut uh, by hand every day wow. uh, every salsa every menu you know is, is 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 you know small batches so people can enjoy you know every day right. so our menu with the, the most uh, popular ones are ceviche mm. we use a, a white fish cod you know it's a mix but Peruvian cuisine in the same time is a mix so the ceviche is a mix between Peru and Japanese mm-hmm. influences uh, the most the best seller is lomo saltado, you know, which is beef with some uh, tomatoes, French fries, onions sauteed in a wok with some uh, house-made red wine sauce, oyster sauce, soy sauce. But everything, you know, we buy, we try to buy everything local, and we use Peruvian products as well. Mm. And then uh, uh, one, the other one that everybody loves is uh, uh, pesto pasta with chicken milanesa. Okay. And everything is a la minute. Nothing is prepared. 
So everything is, you know, hot and warm and served on the table, or if you prefer to watch. Mm, it's like made on the spot. Made on the spot. And you probably, because the place is so small, you will see me cook or my wife cook. Wow. You know, so it's kind of interesting because, you know, normally you pay a thousand of dollars or hundreds of dollars to see a, you know, a person to cook for you. Yeah. And over there, you just, you know, you know, hey, you know, oh, this is my plate. You know, my love is coming, you know, and then we also bring your food to you. So it's, we try to do a connection. We try to, you know, um, you know, show, you know, everybody we are part of the neighborhood and we're happy to everybody comes to us. Mm. So like from the moment you greet the customer, you know, process the transaction and then you cook the food to deliver it to them. Like that, that sounds like a pretty uh, uh, authentic connection, right? That you're making with the customer. Yeah. So it's not like a franchise that you will see, you know, a menu and then put your credit card, pass it. Nothing about against them yes right. you know you would say hey what's up Ralph? how are you hey can you get a lomo sure you know i do it for you i prepare the service to you you know so we have a lot of connection and all the small businesses and people around they call they come us you know mm. and then we start doing caterings and weddings around in the neighborhood which also is you also do caterings now yeah we do catering uh actually next Saturday we'll have a catering of 150 people oh wow uh we have a few more weddings coming during the year as well and everybody's around. From the community. From the community. You know? Wow. That's amazing. That's really cool. So so just to recap. So Lomo Saltado. Oh, and Ceviche. The, 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 definitely the most popular one. Lomo Saltado. And uh, you said a pasta? It's called in Peru, Tallerín Verde. Tallerín Verde. Uh, in Peru, they call Tallerín uh, to the noodles. Okay. So it's a verde because it's green. So it's a pesto pasta with chicken milanesa. Mm. Uh, this is a Peruvian Italian influence, so everything is mixed in Peru, you know. Definitely, we have a lot of influence around the world, you know, right or everywhere. Wow, and I'm curious about drinks. Do you have any specialty drinks that you make at the restaurant? So, for the moment, we import all the drinks from Peru. Oh. So, we have uh, maracuya, chicha morada, emoliente, mm. uh, mango from Peru, this nectar from Peru. Uh, it's made in Peru, and then we import it from here and we, we offer it to, to the menu. That's awesome. Uh, it's funny because I just recently learned maracuya is passion fruit. <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, so I definitely want to try that product from Peru. Sounds really delicious and refreshing. Right. Yeah. All right. So you, you mentioned a little bit, right? Like, I mean, just opening a business during the pandemic, right, has been a challenge like in and of itself. And it sounds like, you know, you've established a customer base, like you're expanding to 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 um, more people, right? People from the community are, are investing in your business. Um, like, what are your, like, next steps or, like, future, you know, goals for this, like, business? So, actually, I would say in about six weeks, we're, we're going to open our outdoor patio. Oh, wow. So, we're going to have an outdoor patio. And we also, right now, we have indoors, so we're going to be outdoor patio. Uh, mm -hmm. We're extending our menu a little bit. Um, you know, a little more. Uh, so now we have, a, this is not a limited menu, we have about 15, 20 options to choose from. But everything that we do, we want to do it, we do it with love. We want to do it yeah, that you eat it and you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So we want to do it uh, slowly, you know, bring more items to our menu. Right. And speaking of more items, I did forget to ask about desserts. Do y'all have any specialty desserts? Yeah, so we have two desserts made in-house. One is a Peruvian flan. My wife makes it from scratch. It's a little fluffy and has a little of a vanilla, caramel, and pisco. Mm. You will get drunk, don't worry. <laughs> if you like and drink it, it's boiled already. Right. So, 
and then we have alfajores. Alfajores. Alfajores is a small cookies. Some people call it call, uh, call it um, uh, French macarons. Mm. No, Peruvian macarons. Peruvian, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a little cookies with a dulce de leche inside and some um, sugar powder on the top. Mm. Do you happen to have any of those with you right now? Any no. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really delicious. Yeah, and we also do, um, we have a Peruvian tamales as well. Oh, wow. So how, like, how, uh, what's, I guess, the, the twist to the Peruvian tamales? The Peruvian tamales is a little bigger, maybe double size. It's almost, to be honest, almost a pound oh, inside. Wow. We, uh, we make it with chicken, and we use aji amarillo, which is a traditional yellow hot bell pepper from Peru. Mm. And then we cover it with some um, plantains, uh, plantains, um, how do you call it? We, we call it with plantains, mm-hmm. uh, leaves. La, la, la hoja? La, yeah, la hoja de plátano. La hoja de plátano, yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow. And do you take orders for like tamales like like in, in bulk too? Like if people... Oh, yeah, order? yeah, yes, yeah. We, actually, we're having a, um, a wedding next week. They order for 120 people tamales, plus ceviche, plus lo consaltado. Wow. You know? Busy week coming Big. up. <laughs> it is. That's awesome. Well, I, I definitely have to try out your uh, your food in the next week or so. Uh, probably take my coworkers there. Yeah, lunch. please. Uh, and uh, just a c- couple more questions before we um, head out. So I'm really, once again, still fascinated, right, by just the process that you learned these recipes, like through Skype. Like, how did you test it out? Like with, like, did you offer it to like other family members? Like, did you have your grandma like also like test the food eventually, or like? How- no, my grandma because my grandma was in Peru. Right, right. But uh, we started inviting all our friends. Mm-hmm. You know, every other day it's like, hey, I want to do Loma Saltado. Whoever's want to come, you know, and then our friends come. And uh, we have uh, friends for, you know, all around the world. So, you know, so it's nice because everybody can give you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And then we were, oh, no, this, you know, so everybody have a feedback and then we, we take the feedbacks. Really mm-hmm. So every time that somebody gives a feedback, we want to improve it. And then uh, we know we were tasting so many with, um, yeah. A lot of time, maybe 20, 30 times, invite our friends to our place uh, to practice that recipe. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, any any uh, words that you would like to share with our listeners about your restaurant and anything you'd like them to know so they can come and try out your food? Yeah, so we're uh, in Mr. Late. We're in Cesar Chavez and Gage, 3818 in Cesar Chavez. Uh, you are welcome to come anytime. Uh, it's always my wife, Caroline, and me in the restaurant please say hi and uh, we hope to see everybody soon uh, we're open for the moment tuesday to saturday 11 a.m to 9 p.m 11 a.m to 9 p.m yeah and do you have a uh, instagram yeah uh, our instagram is aymara underscore peruvian underscore kitchen awesome and people also that want to like get food delivered they can order it through an app yeah they can order through our website or we have a different options they can order depending how far you know uh, how close they live or how far awesome well ralph it's been an honor talking to you uh thank you so much once again for for, for joining us today and to our listeners hopefully you all give um uh, you, you all pay Aymara's uh, Peruvian Kitchen a visit soon. I know I for sure will. But yeah, thank you so much, Ralph. I appreciate it. And now we're going to move on to our interview with Mystique's Cafe. So Mystique's Cafe is a street pop-up located in the East LA community. The coffee stand carries a certain spooky and goth aesthetic. But it doesn't stop there. 
Their dark drinks, often shaken with sin, will surely introduce you to the dark side. The mastermind behind it is Julian Anguiano, who was born and raised in the East L.A. uh, community. He actually attended both Garfield High School and their rival high school, which is Roosevelt. So talk about being controversial. Um, And with more than seven years of experience in the coffee business, 30-year-old Julian set out on opening his very own cafe business while combining his love for his community and the goth subculture. He knew his purpose was to brew his own creations with a spooky spiritual energy. Now, it has been nearly two years since his conception of Mystique's Cafe, and I've been lucky enough to experience the magic of his drinks, and I'm such, such a huge fan. So it is my pleasure to introduce Julian, who is here with us today. Hi, Julian. Thank you so much for being here. We are extremely excited to have you share a bit more about your story and your cafe business. Our theme for this month's episode is focusing on highlighting small restaurants and cafes or pop-ups in the community. So let's get started. First off, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Of course, of course. So um, I just want to delve right in and hear a little bit more about your business, about Mystique's. Um, can you tell me a little bit of that, what that journey has looked like for you so far? Yeah, it's been um, quite a journey. We're still here. Um, this year feels like we are in a, in a role. What I mean by that is like, you know, when we first started, it was just something small. Um, it just kind of blew up somehow so real quick and then to the point where the name was a little too big bigger than us we just had like just this cute little lemonade stand when we first started this year we uh upgraded we have a pretty good uh espresso cart machine and um we are there now from thursday through i'm sorry tuesday through saturday 7 to 12 and um it's been pretty incredible this is our fourth week with this upgrade and um it, we te- definitely have done a lot of changes from the beginning to now right now it just feels more serious before it was just a little bit more like for fun this whole thing was so uh unplanned in the beginning but now it's just like it it took off and we're just having fun now and we're just kind of i think that's kind of what it's all about you know just having fun at what you're doing and you know just it's great so, <laughs> sorry for sure no you're this good. is my first time ever doing a talk radio by the way welcome welcome it's all good (laughs) no yeah that's great and i i've actually been able to witness that so it's just really exciting for me as i'm sure it's even more exciting for you because it's your own business but i i just love to see how far you've all come and my next question is what made you choose east la for your pop-up location like what does east la mean to you or why were you um, motivated to start up at east la well you see i was born and raised in, in east la and then uh i just kept after right after uh let's just say it kind of started high school got into this whole gothic and like metal music and i just it just never went away and like i said i was born and raised here and it's been pretty convenient for me to just kind of sell coffee literally two blocks down the street from where i (laughs) live you know so my commute isn't bad that's i mean kind of where it starts right now this year it feels like we're ready to i don't know tour (laughs) (laughs) for sure uh, so you talked a little bit about um, finding this like goth subculture in like uh, your younger years when you were in high school. So I'm curious, um, how and when did your discovery, how and when did you discover your passion for coffee? Like were they intertwined uh, between the two or were they like their own separate things? Well, I was working at uh, this coffee shop or this juicery called Creation in Beverly Hills. And um, I just kept visiting a lot of other different coffee shops. And along the way, I worked for other coffee shops too. And I got kind of, uh, what do you say, a little, I don't want to say bored, sounds 
messed up. They threw the rest of the coffee shops. But I got a little <laughs> bit, uh, I guess, bored, right? Right. That's, that's totally <laughs> so fair. So the way it just, like, looked and I wanted to make a little twisted, like, some a little twist to the coffee scene and um, with our own uh, gothic aesthetic. And somehow I'm, I'm able to just put them in together. And, and it just, I don't know, it's fun. Of course. It's different. So is it safe to say that you started experimenting your own recipes and your own concoctions when you were working with these other um, cafes? No, I was just kind of like um, following up whatever they had to do. And then um, from there, I was just learning. And then from there, I just kind of did my own thing. For sure. And how does that look like? What, like, what does that process look like? Making your own recipes and coming up with your own creations like that to me is like truly inspiring so i kind of want to dig a little deeper into what that looks like for you as a barista after a while just kind of doing it every day um it just becomes like second nature, nature. Yeah. and um i mean when it comes to coffee it's just pretty much coffee grinds and steamed milk and etc when it comes to um refreshers then that's where it comes to different flavors and then when it comes to like teas that's when it gets a little bit more fun you get to play around with more flavors and i don't know it's of course so you talk about these uh teas and coffee grounds and everything so where do you actually source your coffee from and what's the thought process behind it like how do you choose the vendors that you collaborate with um you see the uh coffee market's pretty big you could just shop at anywhere and just kind of you know uh you know what to pick and you can you know what to grind i we like to choose uh Pasquini coffee um it's called portioli it's um roasted in italy and it's actually pretty good quality coffee and it's been actually pretty well it's going well <laughs> okay um and i want to delve a little deeper into what inspired you to pursue this goth subculture vibe slash aesthetic for your cafe well like i said we need something a little different and uh you know just um just nice to see something in our community um something just out of i don't know the ordinary almost yeah for sure i mean yeah i could i can personally say that that was what called my attention the very first time that i saw your stand so it it's really started like a fan base and i mean every time i go to mystics it's just always bustling with people so it's it's paid off i can say that 100 percent. so what what advice would you give to an aspiring entrepreneur um who's trying to get things going on for themselves as well as you've already done it yourself just don't give up just keep doing just keep uh keep on going um it's just there's uh hard times and there are, are good times and you know just as long as you love what you are doing and not for the money then i think you're good but i mean don't get re- get me wrong we all want to make some money right <laughs> of course but um you know just uh you know just kind of come from the heart you know just um for sure and you, you could say that it's paid off for you like this like you love what you do um you're your own boss yeah a while ago when somebody was telling me hey uh you're a hard-working guy julian this is all gonna pay off I'm like really when <laughs> and uh not gonna lie <laughs> i can see now and um i tell some of my friends there's a silver ladder out there and there's you just gotta climb it yeah all the way to the top mm-hmm. that's super great super inspiring what you're doing julian so moving forward like i i know that you've already rolled out you started with your coffee and now you've rolled out your pastries and you're doing some avocado toast on some days your muffins so how has that transition been for you it's been cool now um it's not just coffee anymore now we get to have a little uh selection um the, it's been about four weeks since we uh have the new pastries and new avocado toast the first two weeks were terrible but um (laughs) the third week was getting there 
this fourth week now has been whoa it's you know it's just all about consistency sometimes i just want to give up but then i realize hey wait you have all this stuff you just need to get it <laughs> of course it's, it's a work in progress of yeah. course you live and you learn so talk to me a little bit about your clientele so like is there people who drive out of their way just to come to mystiques or what are the, some of the relationships that you've built ever since you started yeah, you know, to be honest, when we first started, um, we did get a lot of people from uh, out of the area. Then they realized it's just a little stamp, but then um, <laughs> they they still had a great experience. Um, it was it was just the uh, aesthetic of just being outside and just um, just something different. It was it ended up turn out, turning out to something cool. Um, nowadays, we finally built our clientele. There's still some people that still come and visit us, and now that um, we have this upgrade that we've started that I've been talking about this whole four weeks. <laughs> um, it's just been a really crazy work in progress. And I could finally get to say like, it's, it's built. We finally, we got, we're, we're out with the old and we're in with the new. Of course. And, and it's just, and it's crazy. Um, it's like we started from square one, but then I don't know, we just got back into place now. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's really great to hear. So out with, with the old in with the new. So what, what does the future for Misty's Cafe look like for you moving forward? Well, this whole year, like, um, this whole year, what I want to do is just kind of do a lot of events before I wasn't able to do it. I didn't have, like I said, the equipment and the whatever to to deliver to provide the service you know that i've always been wanting it to and now this year we finally kind of it took us almost a year almost two years to kind of get everything together so we can finally go out there and just show the world what we can do of course <laughs> yeah that's that's a big idea just a pretty general question but do you ever see yourself at mystics cafe being like a brick and mortar like having like an actual like station cafe outside of being like just a pop-up or is that not in the plans for you definitely that would be super cool i would just want to uh save that for the future right now i kind of like the way things are going i don't like to fast forward i like to kind of take stepping stones i don't want to be in debt or anything so <laughs> you know fair. just um you know when it's your time it's your time that's when you know you know just you got everybody has their own pace i i'm not in a rush this is uh to me i love doing this so i'm just gonna continue doing this <laughs> Of so course. it's just uh, fun. Just enjoy it as it goes. Mm -hmm. Um. So, what are some of the benefits of being pop up? Like, do you like that vibe that you can? You're you're mobile. You can really just move anywhere you want. You can do events. So, what are some of the benefits that you have um, encountered so far? Well, to be honest, it doesn't matter if I'm inside a restaurant or if I'm outside. Or I mean, it's still gonna be the same thing. So about being a pop-up, you know, the only cool thing is you get to kind of go anywhere. There's not that much crazy uh, overhead, you know. Being indoors is kind of, I mean, more safe, I would say. You know, um, it's just more kind of where it's at. But I just want, I'm just waiting for that moment. And so uh, did you start this business alone or did you have, who was with you when you first envisioned this and to this day? I kind of started the idea and then my um how, how can i say how did i all start it it's been a while already me and my girlfriend kind of started this in the beginning and um ever since we um we are still in there um she's been uh there with me since day one um her family her sip uh have been more than helpful with when it comes to photography or when it comes to like uh logos or like uh any like artwork they're really uh good at that and so well, i think that's kind of how we first started and we we are still 
working on artwork we're still working on photography at this moment and we're still at the stand till this moment and it's been me and my girlfriend and her brother we've been of just kind of uh, behind the mystics Instagram. Of course, no, yeah, and I could say like your um, publicity is always like top notch. Like those photos are always so great. It just makes you want to like have that coffee, one hundred percent. So before we leave our listeners, is there anything else you want to add? Is there anything um, that you want to share with our listeners? Uh, what are some of your favorite drinks or literally anything? <laughs> It's like one of those questions they ask you, like when you're in an interview, and um, you know, <laughs> if I have any questions, I'm sorry, I don't mean to put you on the spot like that. But um, like I said, this is my first time ever being a part of a talk show radio. You know, if you haven't heard of us, um, come check us out. We are in the corner of Rowan and Cesar Chavez from Tuesdays through Saturdays, seven to twelve. For sure, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Julian, for joining us today. I hope that all of our listeners enjoyed listening to both our guest speakers, uh, Ralph Walde from Aymara Peruvian's Kitchen and Julian Anguiano from Mystique's Cafe. And if you want to check them out, as I recommend that you do, you can do so by following their Instagrams. You can find Aymara's Peruvian at Aymara underscore Peruvian underscore Kitchen and Mystique's at Mystique's Cafe. That is M-Y-S-T-Y-X-K-A-F-E. And let me just tell y'all, they're both located on Cesar E. Chavez, like Julian said, only a couple blocks away from each other. So you can easily have Mystique's coffee in the morning and just head over to Aymara's for lunch. I know I would, so. Well, that's a wrap for our Radio Pulso podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, Once again, I'm Kevin Martinez. And I'm Kate Valdez. And as always, please, please, if you ever want to pitch us an idea for the radio show, or our newspaper, you could just shoot us an email at boilheightsbeat, that is boilheightsbeat at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from all of you, as we do pride ourselves in offering noticias por y para la comunidad. Or, if you're feeling up for it, uh, we would love to have you on our show as well. And also make sure to check us out on social media to stay up to date. You can follow our Radio Pulso Instagram at Radio Pulso, that is triple R, A D I O P. U-L-S-O. And a big thank you to the people who make Boyle Heights be possible, especially Chris Kelly and Antonio Mejia's Rentas. Uh, uh, another big thank you to our radio producer, Jackie Ramirez, and to April Aguilera for engineering the show today. We'll be back soon with our next episode. Don't forget to tune in. Until then, suerte Boyle Heights. Nos vemos en la calle.